they have a pastry and a small coffee in the morning and that's what they have. And I'm not big on pastries. Yeah, so it was you're very... not okay with it. So he's like, where can we get eggs? I'm like, okay, bro, you're going to have to stop. There's no IHOP here. This is what they eat. Eat a croissant, deal with it, and you'll be fine. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm E.C. Italian Copeland. E.C. Italian Copeland. No, I'm just joking. Oh, my God. (laughs) So my family's Italian, and ever since Eddie became a part of my family, he has secretly wanted to join the Italian Mafia. I think that that is post or predates uh-huh. meeting your family because I always loved The Godfather yeah, and, and Sopranos and stuff like that. So but you just, have to admit my just, dad is pretty Godfather-ish. Like when he has yeah. a problem with somebody, he yeah. tells you, oh, you just need to visine them. You yeah. need to roofie them. You need to off them. Yeah, he has, we he, can make them disappear. He has mafia men- uh, he tendencies of uh, handling disputes. Absolutely. <laughs> so... so In the previous two episodes, we talked to you about everything that went wrong just getting to Italy. Right. And then now I think that this episode would be good for those of you that are thinking about traveling either internationally or visiting Italy. We've got some tips. So we're going to tell you what our itinerary looked like. Last year when we booked our trip to Greece, we brought on Brianna Glenn, one of our friends who is responsible for booking all of our travel. Mm-hmm. She's done an amazing job for us. We recommend her to everyone. And so she put together this entire itinerary. And it's really cool because I make decisions all day long at work. And so do you. Yep. And so the last thing I want to do is take the fun out of planning a vacation and do all the research myself. And then like debate between five different villas like, oh, what if I choose the wrong one? What if this what if this one's further from, you know, where the beach is? What if this is not the best beach? Like none of that. So we don't do any of that. Brianna takes care of all of that. Can we just put a disclaimer out there? Okay. All the issues that we have experienced to travel have never been her problem. (laughs) Have never been Brianna's problem. It's either something we've done, Mm -hmm. looked, you know, whatever the case may be. Like got canceled. Nothing that she has ever done. Everything that we, if we follow what she's given us, mm-hmm. it happens in a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, every driver that's supposed to be there, everything that she yep. books within our itinerary is always on point. And things that have gone wrong, like when we were in Greece, we woke up one day, we had a driver come get us. We went to go to get on a ferry and the ferry was canceled. Right. That wasn't her fault. Right. You know, so we had to figure out the ferry situation, but- She's done a great job of booking everything. And so I have a little itinerary, but I'll just tell you what Did it you was. Put that? Oh, she, she sent, sent that. it to us okay. with some travel candles. She's just really great. Anyways, so we were planning a 14 day vacation. She asks you, what's your vibe? You know, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to relax? Do you want to soak in the history? Do you want to sightsee? Do you want to focus on eating at all the cool places? Do you want street food? Do you want to eat with the locals? Do you want Michelin five-star restaurants? Like, right. What kind of experience are you looking for? 
And then she books everything. She took care of all of our dinner reservations. She set up all of our drivers, ferries, transfers, everything. We wanted to get a little kind of dirty this time. And so she said, well, if you want, you can take a bus up to... Um, Path of Gods. Right, which was a really amazing hike. And we were like, yeah, we can hop on a bus. That's the second time we did that because we told her we wanted to do that in Greece and we had to get ourselves on a train. But all the train signs were in Greek. And so there was no way to figure that out. You just got to find someone that speaks <laughs> English. Greek is a very interesting language because it's very symbols. long. Every word is very long. And, and they have symbols. They have symbols. And it's just like. So you cannot ask for directions no. and have someone tell you because the symbols don't look the same. Because people will tell you and it sounds like, okay, yeah. I hear that. No. Nope. But I don't read that because right. it doesn't you know, pronunciate the same way. Yeah. But every time we have that, we kind of look and say, okay, this is an adventure, right? We're going to figure right. it out. That We're going to learn something new. And, and, and we always do. And that's the part I want people to know about travel is we're all guilty of it. We think that we want to travel because we want to experience something that is unfamiliar. Right. But then I see people when they're on travel, like on vacations, and they get really angry when people don't speak their language. And I'm like, uh, you're in the wrong country. Right. Like if you wanted to just speak your language, you should have stayed your ass at home, right? right? I get that it can be frustrating when no one speaks your language, but to get angry with the people that are speaking their language, I find it really offensive. Well, I think at the same time too, I think people are looking for familiarity. Right. Even when they're in a different, and I think I probably do that. Like I oh. want my my classic American breakfast. I, I want scrambled eggs. You, that's the most annoying thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want scrambled eggs. I want some bacon. Mm-hmm. I want some type of like waffle or pancake yeah. or something. Eddie's a big breakfast guy. I'm a big breakfast person. And so every time we go somewhere, I'm like, if we go to Europe, yeah, they do not do, do breakfast yeah. the way you do. No, they don't. And bacon is never the same. No, but they also they have a pastry and a small coffee in the morning, and that's what they have. And I'm not big on pastries. Yeah, so it was you're very... not okay with it. So he's like, where can we get eggs? I'm like, okay, bro, you're going to have to stop. There's no IHOP here. This is what they eat. Eat a croissant, deal with it, and you'll be fine. It was difficult, but I made it through. So I was saying that, though. I was saying we're seeking the unfamiliar and exploration and adventure when we travel. But then secretly, you really do want the comfort and familiarity. You want the familiarity of a good breakfast. You want the familiarity of someone who speaks your language. You want the familiarity of knowing where you are going when you're driving on the wrong side of the street. And so I just find it like as a really funny reminder when we start to get the hang of something, we're like, oh, yeah, go left here. Oh, yeah. Right. Like we like the comfort of familiarity. But you have to remind yourself when you're traveling, this is why I'm here is to be unfamiliar with things right. and to learn and have new experiences. Yeah. So and that's I think, always something to like remember. Because yeah. I think that you are you're trying to have a relaxing time because mm-hmm. you're on vacation and the key is, is can, how do you find relaxation, even though you have no clue the what you're obstacle doing. of of not the things being unfamiliar can sometimes be stressful. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that is the mindset you have to go. So if you're ever thinking about traveling, and you want it to be relaxing, be open to the fact that there are things that are going to be uncomfortable because it's not familiar. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't have the foods you're looking for. Yeah. They don't. Not everyone's going to speak English yeah. if you if you come from an English speaking country. 
not everyone is going to uh, like understand your mannerisms and your jokes. Yeah. I mean, I asked people that I thought spoke English, hey, how's your day going? They looked at me like, what? They had no clue what you were and She had to ask for uh, <laughs> a translation and she's like, oh, good. Yeah. Like it, You ask someone, are you having a good day? And she looks yeah. at you and she goes, no. Yeah, she said no. And then the people next to us at the table were like right. asking her in Italian. And she goes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, but like I must we, have said something to sound yeah. like it was offensive because she was like, no. So, okay, let's get into our itinerary and then we'll kind of walk through. So we spent seven days in Sicily. We only got four days in Sicily. You're right. But the kids had seven days in Sicily. We stayed with some friends. Again, we met those friends in Greece last year, vacationed with them for seven days this time. That was fun. That was interesting to travel with a family that we normally are. We normally travel by ourselves. Right, right? right. And so that was a good villa to be at and a good community or a good part of Italy where they were familiar, took us to some of their favorite restaurants, right. got some great photos, had some good memories. And then we took the rental car back to the airport. Right. We right. all went back to, well, we had a good time in Sicily. Do you want yeah, to talk about that? Yeah. We went to, like, you know, we mentioned a little bit of in the last episode, but we went to all these little small towns. And I got to tell you, Italy loves their churches because yes. they've got cathedrals. I should say not churches, but they're cathedrals. Mm-hmm. Like, and these things are, they're like super old. I'm, yeah. I'm like, you know, four or five, six, seven hundred years old, in some cases, even older than that. And, and one of the things we were talking about is like going to Italy. And going to Greece, but you know, primarily looking at Italy right now, it makes you like really understand how young of a nation the United States is. Yeah. Like, you know, we were going to small towns, and they had these wonderful little squares. And in these squares, these buildings were so old, and it was just so like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, but at the same time, you're looking at the history, and like you're looking at like like what this church means. And all those different things that you just don't have in the United States, right? The oldest thing we have in the United States is like the White House, right? Yeah. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing goes older than that. And that's like, that's done in 1800. Mm-hmm. You might imagine looking at buildings, multiple buildings, cities where buildings were built in the 15th century, right. right? Which is just remarkable. Okay. So first night we get there, we go to dinner in Syracusa. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a community, Ortesia. It's like a Greek town. We did a little a bit of town. shopping. Okay. Um, we went to a Michelin restaurant there, had a great pasta dinner with some friends and, you know, had a good time. And then spent a couple of days at the villa, went to another really great restaurant, which was like beachside. One day we rented. um, So the thing about going to a beach in Italy is definitely make a reservation and get some day beds. I don't even know what they're called, but you'd get a reservation at a beach club. Right. The beach club gives you towels. You get like we had front row access. You know, it's kind of a private beach. They serve you. Um, and that's just so much better than trying to figure out how to take towels from your villa and like where are you going to set up and where are you going to eat? Where are you going to go to the bathroom? Like all these beach houses or yeah. beach clubs like have on site restrooms and showers, showers and, and restaurants yeah. and like amenities. And so definitely book a reservation at a beach club. Don't and just show up at the beach. Do not just show up at the beach. Yeah, If you just show up at the beach, it's going to be like very difficult because you're going to find yourself in a really uncomfortable like off the beaten path, like yep. not a clear path to the beach. And, and it's going to be overcrowded in a lot yep. of cases. So beach club it is. Okay. So then from there, we took a flight and we went to the Amalfi Coast. Right. Okay. 
So we get picked up by a driver. They start weaving through these hills on the Amalfi Coast, and we're going to stay for four nights in Positano. Yeah. And, okay. and, and I, mind you, I didn't know what to expect because- Because Brianna takes care of Brianna it. Brianna takes care of it. And I don't necessarily study- a lot the of itinerary. the itinerary. This itinerary is my first the, time looking at this itinerary and, and the trip like, is and she over. She uses an app so mm-hmm. I can see, like I know like what the agenda is, Yep. but I'm, I'm trying to keep the element of surprise yes. there. So I'm not like going in and, and researching every place we're, we're staying. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of like going with it. So she knows the vibe. She knows how many people are traveling. She knows we want to be comfortable. And so we, you know, are winding up this road on this mountain. And all I can say is these Italians are the best drivers (laughs) on the planet. They have collectively agreed on this island that you must drive with all of your mirrors turned in. Because because if everybody does that, it gives you an extra three inches to maneuver past each other. Mind you, these roads. They're not roads. They're just, I wouldn't even call well, it a road. They're roads, it's they're like not streets, path. right? We have streets, they have roads. <laughs> right. And they're so narrow they're on that I think in the United States, there are single lane roads. Yeah, it's, like it's a one way street. And you have tour buses and mopeds going and at the same time. And they're maneuvering through this narrow street like crossing each other. It's incredible. And I'm like, if I was driving right now, my heart rate would be elevated i I would you know and it would be nerve-wracking because every interaction with a vehicle whether it be a parked vehicle or a vehicle you're passing Mm -hmm. which would seem like an entire you know well i could see you guys kind of stressed out i was thoroughly enjoying it because i wasn't responsible for it i was like if we get an accident (laughs) if someone's mirror gets ripped off that's on them not me and it looked like they had done it for thousands of years and they had been okay yeah and so i I was thoroughly enjoying it i would say that i think that if you do have a vehicle there, I think that you are okay with the fact that your car is going to have a little scratch yeah. on the side. I'm going to tell you. Somebody's going to cut the corner a little tight. I'm going to tell you, don't rent a car on the Amalfi Coast. Though. No. You should not. You should hire a driver. You should take you a private transfer. Of, life. You don't want that tra- that stress. Right. Don't and do it. And it. it's not like parking lots are uh, no. available. And you can't read the parking signs. We learned that in Greece. So yep. just don't even try it. So. In other places in you know Italy, fine, but I would just tell you Amalfi Coast, don't be a driver yeah. if you're not from in there. In Sicily, you have to have a, a, a rental car because everything yeah. is very spread out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Positano, like you're gonna walk. Yeah, as soon as you get to where you're going, everything else is walking. Also, um, I would say if you plan on visiting the Amalfi Coast, just know it's on a mountain. Literally, it is called the vertical city. Yeah, Positano literally means vertical, and so. There are steps. And when I looked at the itinerary on the app, once we got there, we were so happy that our luggage was lost because everything is stairs. Like you're going up, you know, 1700 stairs up and down a day. And so to get from your villa, wherever you're staying down to the beach, it's about a thousand, 1200 stairs or so. It's going to take you. 15 minutes just of straight stairs, stairs going straight down. So if it takes you 15 minutes to get down, it's going to take you 30 to get up. And then I don't know how people were doing it, but some people were arriving on a on a boat, mm-hmm. right? And then they Having would, to take their luggage up, up the stairs. Right? And we arrived because we drove in uh, basically at the top mm-hmm. or midpoint because so there's what a whole another. Right. So what I was going to say was Brianna on the itinerary literally put, you will be walking down 50 stairs to get to your apartment. 
Mm. which was great. I didn't see it. But if we would have had luggage and we would have been walking down 500 stairs, I would have left the luggage there, (laughs) honestly. So just, you know, if you're staying on the Amalfi Coast, know that it's a vertical city. There's nothing but stairs. (laughs) And after we had been there for a few days, we saw this guy. He had this big piece of luggage Mm -hmm. and he's at the very bottom and he was all, oh man, you could see the like yeah. the the, the he goes, how far up is it? He goes, how far is it? And we don't know where he's staying. We're like I go about a thousand stairs. <laughs> we're just like, it's way up there. I said, just take your time. You're gonna be okay. And he happened to be fairly close, but like people were, you could tell like people we were walking past people and everybody's got a comment yeah. about the stairs. Yeah. And uh if like for, they for fellas, it. if you're out there and for, for ladies that are out there, if you're not wearing makeup, Buy yourself a a, a, t- a tile a towel, towel. or a, <laughs> I had a bandana because uh-huh. you are going to sweat. Yeah, you're going you to guys, drip. I don't sweat when I go to the gym. I was destroyed, like <laughs> soaking wet, like everything wet. And so, anytime you're gonna like leave your villa, go up or downstairs, just know you're gonna be soaking wet. Yeah, as soon as you walk out, if you're going in the time of year we went mm-hmm. it's so humid and it feels good it's like it, it, that's subjective yeah but. it's subjective i mean it literally was like 100 degrees yeah but it was humid and so as soon as you step outside it's immediately yeah. you're sweating so we had amazing food one of my favorite things that we did two i have two favorite things three one is uh, we took a cooking class yeah, brianna set up a great cooking class we were doing it with chef andrea Andrea Mm -hmm. and he um, was famous like people were walking past saying hi and he wound up introducing us to his kids who are also chefs and then they got us a reservation at a beach club one day we made friends and now we're friends with him on on Instagram right so that was a really fun thing we made gnocchi and pizza Eggplant Parmesan. Yep. It was a really great thing. So ask Brianna. And we got to meet a couple that had just gotten married. Yep. They were from New York, mm-hmm. from Brooklyn. Met great people. Uh, they were actually Italian. They spoke yep. Italian, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool because, you know, they just being yeah. in the class with them was great. Second thing that was my favorite was Brianna set up a private boat tour to go to Capri for mm. a day. Yeah. Capri was absolutely beautiful. It's about an hour on the boat. Jasmine hates the boats. She gets super um, motion sickness, but we stopped several times to go swimming and I absolutely love being on the water. So that was my second favorite thing. Third was we took public transportation. We took a bus up to the top of uh, Nocelle is Uh what it's called, which is the beginning of the path of gods, which is a hike that you're supposed to take. That's like unbelievably breathtaking by that day, which was day four, my foot hurt so bad. And so I was along for the boat ride or the bus ride, loved it. I mean, it took us up so high on the mountain. It's unbelievable, but I couldn't do the whole hike. So it was yeah. all good. Yeah. So the girls kind of went up. We we stayed behind, which was really cool because we found this like unbelievable random cafe, cafe on, in, the on, the, on the cliff that happened to just be looking over uh, the, the, the entire mountain of the entire Positano, which yeah. was amazing. So we sat there, we had a little cocktail mm-hmm. and we just kind of just chilled and the girls came back down. It, that really worked out yeah. and, and it was really cool. It was like two people running this cafe and it was like the central place where people were stopping after a two hour hike. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things we didn't know about, if you go see, if you go and, and hike the path of gods, it's very long. Mm-hmm. Like you can go for two to three hours. People mm-hmm. are like, it'll take you to a whole other town. Yeah, but you'll hike three hours 
like one on the way hike, and then you got to hike three hours to back. get back so some people had like hiking sticks yeah. like they were like they came to do that thing and that's not my kind of vacation yeah and so we we turned back and just kind of chilled but we that was cocktails. really cool yeah we had cocktails yeah. and chilled and it was really great do you have a favorite moment from Positano? I think it was going to Capri mm -hmm. on the boat. That that was amazing. Capri, I, I, when we got there, I was like, oh, I can stay on Capri. Mm -hmm. Capri is even a smaller mm -hmm. town than Positano, but it is beautiful and it's got high-end stores. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think you know, Capri is one of those places where like a lot, I think a lot, of, a lot of celebrities stay there. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And we saw the the greatest amazing yachts mm -hmm. like what are they called mega yachts yeah i don't and know They're it incredible. was a whole new inspiration i, I was would like, love okay, we to gotta, have a vacation we gotta have on a, a yacht we gotta have a mega yacht mm -hmm. i mean one of his yachts had a, a slide going off the side of it mm -hmm. i mean they were just amazing it was like one was trying to outdo the other i'm pretty sure it was jay-z and beyonce's a hundred percent because they talk about being on the uh, mediterranean sea all the time mm -hmm. so uh, I definitely think that they were out there. Okay, so from our time, we were there for four days, Positano and the Amalfi Coast. Then we drove, um, we took a private car. We drove to Naples. Naples. And we toured Pompeii. So we had a... Now that was something. Okay, what do you, go ahead. <laughs> so, Quickly. Yeah, so we went to Pompeii. Now, Pompeii, if you're not familiar with it, is a city of ruins, mm -hmm. right? And so this city was uh, buried. Uh, buried under ash. And so basically it was preserved and frozen because of the heat and the gas of the ash. So the volcano erupted and there was no lava. All it did was erupt and, and it blew 3,000 feet in the air and then landed as hot gas ash on top of the city and basically froze it. They, it froze it to the place where they were human beings. They were frozen in time. Like literally they have, like you would think it'd be fossils, but it's like basically human fossils that were frozen uh, in glass. But this, we walked the city and we walked the streets of Pompeii. Uh, and it's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that was and great. They, they show you all the storefronts and then where people lived. and, and Just their just way of doing life. Yeah, it was so amazing. So after that tour, we had a private transfer to the train station. And then the train station was like, uh, I think, a two-hour train ride or something to Rome. It was an hour. An hour. It was a high-speed train. Mm. Which was a whole nother thing. <laughs> and we know we're talking about all the great things, but that was something else too. We almost missed the train. We almost missed the train. Because uh, nothing was in English. Nothing was in yeah. English. And then they also didn't post where the gate was for the train mm -hmm. until the last minute. But we ran, got on the train. We happened to have enough time. The train ride was really interesting because mm -hmm. I had never been on the high-speed train before. I thought uh, it was great. It was really great. You got to see the countryside. You got to see everything from Naples to Rome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the train had a little uh, cafe in there. It was just really, really amazing and really great. So that was a great experience being that. So then we make it to Rome and Rome, we're staying there for three days. Rome is like New York meets L.A. meets ruins. Meets, yeah. Like, yeah. It like is historical the, buildings, but there's also graffiti and then there's nightlife and then there's restaurants right. and like cool people and um amazing shops and so we had someone in Positano the last day there though we met him on the beach and he said oh you guys are going to Rome I've got a really good pro tip for you download this app it's called Lime and there's scooters all around Rome you're gonna use your app you're gonna hop on a Lime scooter and I just highly recommend you see the whole city like right. that you can scoot around it's so much better versus waiting for an Uber 
And I was like, okay. So as soon as we got there, we did it. We hopped on these scooters and we were zooming Zoom through. It. it was great because Rome is so, it's it's big. But when you look at the map, I don't know if you noticed it, but it's like, it's a circle, mm-hmm. right? There's there's an outer circle, the inner circle of, of Rome. But within there, you don't know what you're going to stumble across. Mm-hmm. You may stumble across the Pantheon. Which, or the which Vatican, we did. <laughs> or, or the Vatican, the or Colosseum, like, or the Colosseum, or a random cathedral that's mm-hmm. you know built in the 15th century. Like it was one of those things, and everything was cobblestones uh, streets, which on the scooters is definitely brain shaking. But at the same time, it was really fun. I mean, we were in and out of traffic. It, it was one of those things where we. We were walking, but we were also scooting. So I think it was like all of us kind of either lost weight or stayed the same mm-hmm. weight, even though we ate tons pasta, of pasta pizza. and pizza, mm-hmm. uh, which I think we're all pasta and pizza out, right? Yeah. Unless I, mean, I don't know. I had the best pizza. I had the best pasta. Yeah. If I, I never saw another margarita pizza again in my life, I'd be okay with that. But I do miss the pasta. Yeah. And I didn't gain a single pound. And we had pasta. Ev- I had pasta every single night. Yeah. And so then we went, part of our agenda was go to the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And the Coliseum, we got, so we took, had a driver take us to the Coliseum. And I got to tell you, like, when you walk up to the Coliseum, it's like one of those things where you go, when was this built? Yeah. It, it and is, why is it still standing? It is gigantic. Yeah. It is gigantic. And everything about it is just like, they thought of so many different things, mm-hmm. right? And the crazy thing about it that I think I was like, what my, what in the world was, when it was built, it wasn't really appreciated so mm-hmm. much. I think in the, in the beginning it was, but over the years, they basically stripped it, it, like it was abandoned. It was used for various things. Mm-hmm. They even turned it into a church. And then they stripped all the marble off to use it on other buildings mm-hmm. in Rome. And then they also took all the metal like foundation out because they wanted to melt it down and use it for something else. So if you walk through the Colosseum, there's, you know, this massive structure, but there's holes all throughout it. It's because people were scavenging for the metal. Yeah, they were taking out the basically the iron rods rods Mm -hmm. that were keeping the the concrete together. Yeah. And um, so basically that shit could fall apart at yeah. any point. <laughs> and it's thousands so of years all, old. So, so is it safe to be yeah, here? Like, like, and, is and it they go, oh yeah, it's safe. I'm all, this is thousands <laughs> of years old and you're telling me that we ripped all the metal out? I right. want out. I yeah. want out. Yeah. We took some great photos there. Um, we also had a tour of the Vatican. Well, before you go there, so the Colosseum, then they let you out to the forum. Mm-hmm. And so the forum is basically multiple ruins and, um, that you can see that that you know, overlook the Colosseum. Eddie's a history guy. So we book all these four-hour tours. My husband's enjoying all the history. The rest of us are like, all right, we're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I just looked at my fake watch. And on the way home, I lost my watch because... Yeah. TSA. Yeah. <laughs> TSA was like, oh, before you walk into that thing, you need to take off your watch. Took off my watch, whatever. Someone from the airport stole it. We went back to get it, saw it on my friggin' find my watch thing, and it was in another terminal, whatever. So I came home without an yeah. iWatch, my Apple Watch. I'm sorry, honey. That's okay. But back to your yeah, history yeah, so lesson. After, after the forum, which was amazing as well, uh, then we go the next day to the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but the Vatican is its own country. 
right? And so literally we cross the border and we go into the Vatican City and the Vatican is breathtaking as well. I mean, the size of it, the magnitude uh, is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we went on a four hour tour it to and it guided, uh, it guided and we spent a lot of time, a, little, a lot of things, but we did get to see the Sistine Chapel. Uh, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Michelangelo who painted on his back. Mm-hmm. And and so that is a, a amazing as well. Um, you can't film in there, so we don't have any footage of it. You can't record anything. You can't even talk when you're in there, mm-hmm. right? So they're t- constantly telling you to be silence, silence. Mm-hmm. Silencio. Right? <laughs> Silencio. Mm-hmm. And so they're telling you to be quiet when you're in there. And then you go out and then you see the f- full Vatican City with all the columns. And, and it's just an amazing experience uh, being there. I think we could have probably spent two hours less there, mm-hmm. but um, just the sights of it was just breathtaking and amazing. Yep. yep. We also went on a food tour um, in Rome where we went to like five different places, tried a bunch of stuff, check out our TikTok. We are the Copelands. That yep. was a lot of fun. We had more wine than I've drank probably in the past three years combined. Yeah. Kayla's. But, like, but you you drank it, but the heat and the walking and the moving, like you didn't necessarily feel like, oh my God, I'm going to be hungover for drinking. All that. No. Like, literally, you felt maybe some, you know, a little buzz. And then before you know it, you walked it off. And- I had more gelato than ever before in history. And also um, granitas, lemon granitas. Jordan and I had those three times a day. It's just like a little lemon slushy the best. <laughs> I had more mojitos than ever. Yeah. Um, it was just a really great time. So if you are considering traveling to Italy, that was kind of our route. It started yeah. in Sicily. We went to Positano and then stayed in Rome for the last three days. Um, next time we're going to be visiting Tuscany. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of going back to like the familiarity. Now that we're familiar with it, we're like, oh, we should go back. Well, no, you should not go back because there are hundreds of other countries that you need to go to. Yeah, but I definitely want to go back to Rome. Yeah, I definitely want to go wanna, back to Sicily. Everywhere we go, we say we want to go yeah. back, though. We want to yeah. go back to Greece. We want to go back to Thailand. We want to go back. But Yeah, but I think Italy, I was like, I want to come back here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I loved it a lot. It was great. I want to live and retire in Positano. Okay, so before we we end, what was like one big thing you took from this trip? Uh, Like what, a lesson or what do you- Whatever, Well, you go first because I don't know where you're going with it. I don't know what I'm going with either. I shared my favorite things, my favorite moments. (laughs) Yeah. So what was one thing you took away? I would just say my biggest thing was like we live in a very young nation. Mm -hmm. And when you go to old nations, like you see- a certain level of history and authenticity mm-hmm. that you just have to admire. That's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Agree. Like America and all that. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a lot of growing to do. Yeah. But I mean, you, you know, you still also see when I got home, I was like, wow, there's a lot of infrastructure here. That's not there. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that you can appreciate with having less. Yeah. And I think that that was the big thing for me. I think for me, it was like, we don't need all the luggage. Yeah. I mean, we don't need the luggage. Things are going to go wrong. And how agile can you be? Yeah. Which we know from previous travel. But I think if you're listening and you're planning on traveling again, like just know that you got to kind of go with it. Things are going to probably not go 100% as planned. And you'll be okay if you want to be okay. Yep. All right. So in closing, we hope you've enjoyed some of the things that we've shared with you. We hope they make you better travelers. Get your passport renewed if it (laughs) expires within the next six months. And book the travel. Like what things can you make sacrifices on? What things can you say no to so that you can experience life in a new country, experience the food, the culture, the ruins, whatever it is that you love. 
And just let us know. Are you planning on traveling soon? Do you have something booked? Will you be visiting Italy? Are you from Italy? Let us know what you learned. If this was helpful, if you want to hear more about some of our travel and adventures, then we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And push through. Have a good time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through